politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to the CR podcast here at Blaze Media. Daniel Horowitz back in the house for Monday, the second week of the rise of the Fourth Reich. And folks, I am not engaging in a hyperbole here when I say it's the Fourth Reich. This is real. We've all been asleep at the wheel. I mean, I've been awake since the revolution of March 16th last year when COVID fascism took over. And once one form of fascism could take over, well, there's no limit to what government could do when there's an emergency. And now, as I warned, the new mask is right-wing terrorism and the National Guard. And of course, now they are keeping a 7,000 residual force in Washington. And of course, beyond the three governors we spoke about on Friday... Nobody is pushing back. But I want to share with you a personal story. It's my first Karen story I ever had, simply because I don't go anywhere because of the mask stuff. That, in my mind, really demonstrates that we are in a fourth Reich, which in many ways is farther advanced in the despotism, in the dehumanization, in the absurdity and the atrocity than the Third Reich was at this stage. So, you know, we we rarely go out as a family. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. The few places you do, you have the child abuse. And all we did was walk around kind of a, a new boutique shopping center type of area. I mean, it's new for me because I grew up when it was nothing. There was nothing there, but... For my kids, you know, it's kind of uh, our one place you walk around. There's a little lake there. There's shops. And then it loops around the other side to an area of condos. But there's, there's a walkway that goes all the way around. And it's private in the sense that they're condos. But, you know, no one ever kicks anyone out from walking there. And there's never a sign that says it's a private walkway. And everyone jogs around people jog around the lake there's standard they go there and you know we started walking in the commercial area and of course majority of people are wearing diapers even outside in the cold um open air 100 feet apart but you know some aren't and then we get to the area that's kind of private but again it's not a private street in the sense that you're not allowed to be there um, it's a private walkway to go up to the condos and those um, those sidewalks actually explicitly say private, but not the main sidewalk going throughout the street and around. And it, it wasn't crowded at all, just a few people here and there, but the few people there were, they would literally cross the street away from us. And then finally, we come up to one person. She's on the phone, like, gabbing. And then... She like looks at my son, almost like lunges at him, like bends over a little bit and lunges and like grabs her mask like violently at him. Because, of course, you're allowed to cross contaminate and touch it a million times. And, you know, j- just I-, I know there's nothing extraordinary about this story, but that's part of the problem that we've become so desensitized that, you know, here I am. 
it's me, my beautiful wife, three kids, and then I'm pushing a baby stroller. I mean, typically you smile at someone like that. Oh, wow, look, the baby, whatever. You know, my kids, they don't, no one looks threatening or anything. Again, we were far, far apart outdoors. Mind you, we're all kind of bundled up, so we're half covered up anyway. And it, it just, it took me, it took a couple of seconds to register in me. And then I just exploded, you know, as she like passed by, she was on her phone. And I think I heard, like, heard her say, oh, sorry, I just had to like, whatever. Um, I forgot what she said. And I just yelled out, drop dead. I just, in one like burst of righteous indignation, I just yelled out, drop dead. And then maybe a half a second later, it's a free country or something like that. And she yelled back something else. I don't even know. And, you know, my, my wife at first was like, oh, I don't know, Daniel. I, the one thing is kind of private here, you know, because they have they have signs there, wear a mask. But it, again, it's not a private neighborhood that you can't walk in there, that it's a gate to get in there. And it's a standard people go around there. And I said to I said to my wife, I was like, you know, even if it were a private area, you reach a point where there is a basic human right. You know, I'm I'm the ultimate laissez-faire guy with free enterprise. But you can't have a business and say anyone who's in there has to be naked. Buck naked. But here we are, and and um my wife was saying, you know. This is a type of woman that 12 months ago probably would have smiled at the kids and whatever. This is the power of the monopoly of the government media cesspool cultural complex that they could convince people to be vicious towards one another. View another human being in the most absurd scenario. Absurd. Here we are, meaning, think about it for a minute. You believe in in her mind a mask is an amazing thing, right? It's 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 the greatest thing alive. So she's wearing it herself, right? Open air, windy, it's a windy cold day, far apart, outdoors. And her idolatry, her idol is so fickle. It can't work, I guess. But what, ha- what has happened is the government and the media and social media, they've made it such a religion, it doesn't matter what you and I could prove and have proven henceforth. How kids aren't a threat, they don't spread, outdoors is not a threat. Masks don't work anywhere and everywhere they've been tried by the fact that it's spreading no matter what. It doesn't matter. Mind you, CDC came out a couple months ago and said they started out with this absurd insanity of masks only help the other person. And then they came out a couple months ago. No, no, no. It helps yourself. So you got it for yourself. But it doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. Even facts from their own sources. Because gradually with Biden as president. They're actually coming around to a lot of our positions because now they could speak the truth. But the damage is done. You know, I don't have any extended family that died in the Holocaust that I know of. They're all in North America. But my wife has a branch of her family that 
was in Germany in the 30s. Some of them might have fled to like Brazil and some of these, you know, funny countries in in Latin America, but she had there was a branch of the family that was wiped out in the Holocaust. And you know, they were aristocratic people, they were scientists, you know, very well respected. And this was always the million dollar question. How do you have in mid 20th century Germany, all of a sudden your neighbors could just like cold heartedly turn on you like that? It was bizarre. This didn't happen in Rwanda in some primitive place. But folks, this is what should put goosebumps all up your spine and raise the hair on your body. In the 1930s in Germany, they didn't have any of this technology. I guess you had the daily newspaper. Maybe you had the radio. The degree of brainwashing, but brainwashing in a way that makes your fellow human being be perceived as a threat to you, is so pervasive the last 10 months, it is greater than anything the Third Reich was able to do in 10 years. If you just look at the, the saturation in the media and the culture, COVID, COVID, mass, 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 social distancing, those who could get people to believe in absurdities will get them to commit atrocities. The look of hate in that woman's eyes at my son, little kid. How does that happen? How does that happen so quickly? Again, making Jews wear yellow stars in Germany in the 1930s Hey, at least they didn't wear it on their on their mouth and nose. It wasn't a sensitive part of the body. See, everyone's kind of confused because we've all been basically convinced that a threat like that is only going to evolve through targeting a particular race or religious group or something. So this started out being universal. COVID fascism was universal. Of course, there were some exemptions given to BLM and whatever, but it was kind of universal. But now people are acculturated to the fact that you don't have not just constitutional rights, but basic human rights and dignity. Again, you reach a point where there's just basic dignity. You can't do that to another human being. Aside from just everything else, how absurd it is and hypocritical. It works so well, except it doesn't work. Um, and and it's just, it's just crazy, but you can't do that to another. You can't cover their mouth. Certainly not that unconditional everywhere all the time. Basic human rights. And mind you, these are the type of, you know, Typical, probably 45, 50 years old woman. I don't know. Maybe she was jealous of the way my wife looked or something. You know, without a diaper on her face. Maybe this woman covers her face for good reason. I don't know, but that's her business. But it's like, you know, 
I have one son that's going through a rough time. There's nowhere to find happiness outside the home. There's nowhere to go and enjoy yourself anymore. You know, and even if he wouldn't have grown up in my home with the whole mask thing, and and he obviously hears what I say, he happens to have a lot of sensory issues, and it really is, he like panics with it. There's a lot of a lot of people like that. He has a lot of different sensory issues. And it's like there's no sensitivity, no understanding that maybe the kid has a sensory issue. I'm saying if 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 this were indoors, maybe there's a disability. Maybe just maybe the people already had the freaking virus when now a third study came out and said there's absolutely years worth of immunity, which we didn't. It was obvious from that much more than a vaccine. Maybe they had the holy vaccine. Like, so many people in this country have had it or have been vaccinated at this point. But yet, there's no like, hey, you know, I had it already. Okay, like, fine. Nope. There is no limit to this. I'm just telling you, this should scare us all. And and there was a window of time, and I was yelping about it last April. It was more April it came about than March, and there was no Republican willing to stand up to it. And then it's too late. Just like with the military being a new normal in D.C., where else is the military going to be deployed? Well, I'll tell you, they sure as hell are not going to be deployed to Seattle and Tacoma where the you know BLM and Antifa are blocking streets. But this is really scary. But now, the ubiquitous, you know, universal tyranny on everyone has to follow COVID, except, of course, if you're one of the elites, it's, it uh, transmogrified into more of a discriminatory version. Again, everyone waits for that period of time when they're singling out a group. Again, it's still too subtle for people because it's not a race or a religion. But it's Trump supporters now. You are targeted. You're a threat. As we're walking past the woman, I told my my wife, I said, you know, if you think for a minute that they couldn't mandate everyone walk outside buck naked, you're not paying attention. Let's just say, you know, they say, look, there's right-wing terrorists lurking around every corner. We don't know who could have a weapon. So the only way to keep everyone safe is to everyone walk around naked with a mask on their face, of course. That'll be the only part of the body covered to ensure that no one's carrying a weapon. If you think they couldn't implement that, you're not paying attention. You are not paying attention. The power of the incessant nature of the lies. Everyone always talked about Goebbels. You know, you repeat a lie often enough, it becomes true. But what if Goebbels had social media? So, I mean, the the cattle cars to Auschwitz took how long from the time Hitler came to power? About five, uh, five and a half years? Six years. Okay. With social media, 
There is no limit to what they can do in a truncated period of time. How quickly you can militarize people. I just wanted to share that with you, and I'm sure a lot of you have had your own examples of that. But folks, this is why I say I'm not even looking to save America anymore. There's nothing to save. I'm looking to find some area where we could live free and maybe rebuild from there. One state. One state is all I ask. Florida's getting there, but it's not there yet. It really isn't. It's just satanic what is going on. You know, I got, um, I'm right, right now as I'm talking, I'm getting all sorts of, uh, texts from Larvita. The final decision with her is going to be made Tuesday. She's a threat. She is a white supremacist, even though she's black. My sister just texted me. She's uh, going on a plane. They pulled someone aside for wearing a MAGA mask and grilled him. TSA. She just sent me a picture. This is at BWI. This is BWI. So it looks like they're certainly doing Reagan Airport, Dulles, and BWI, which is closer to me, but it's, you know, Baltimore, Washington International. And she was flying back from Florida, actually. And evidently, a guy had a MAGA mask. He was pulled over by TSA. Again, folks, if you, and mind you, he's wearing a mask. If you think this can happen in America, you're clearly not paying attention. That's how scary this is. And that's the thing. We need, we need some place to fight back. And I don't know what it's going to be. Like I told you, this, this listener to this show from Fort Myers, Florida, was fired for being caught outdoors as an EMT, just you know, not near patients, not wearing a mask for a couple minutes. They use body cameras to go and catch him. I I just I, I don't get it. I don't get how there is no concern anywhere and we have no representation. Name me the Republican speaking to this. Name me the Republican speaking to this concern I'm laying out. It's not that the mask is the most severe thing they're going to do to us. It's pretty invasive and sensitive to the body. 
So therefore, it's representative of what they can do to you. And again, using the people... Look, I'm not one of those that's like there are some people on the right where like, you know, Trump needs to, you know, clamp down on the on the media like they're literally doing to us. We should do to them. I'm not advocating it, but I'm just saying, dude, everything they say that we're a threat to people like free speech, dude, the media, the violence that they could foment, they're worried about us having point zero 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 one percent control of communications well you can imagine what they accomplished with their 99.999% this is really really scary really scary we gotta wake up before it's too late if it's not already too late now one way you can help is by supporting our sponsor, constitutioncoach.com. I'm truly honored by the number of you guys that are turning out for the February 7th training, uh, constitutional defense training at Front Sight, Nevada. We're going to shoot together. We're going to talk about the Constitution. We are going to strategize about what to do in the future. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. The best concealed carry training you're ever going to get. Draw and shoot. We'll even do some sim houses. It's going to be a lot of fun for those of you who are thinking, darn it. I mean, what do I do? Um, The deadline has passed. I couldn't make it out then. Go to constitutioncoach.com and look at all the dates. When you click on the Constitution Defense Training, you're going to see all the dates they have for the training. They have in March. They have in June. I can't guarantee I'm going to be out for all of them. I know I'm going to be out in February. And the later you go, the hotter it will get. I would advise still going in the spring rather than the summer. But it is really the best training you can get 90% off the typical front sight training. So it's mainly just, you know, the supplies, the plane ticket, and, you know, your accommodations. So make sure to check that out, constitutioncoach.com. When we're talking about this creeping despotism, but it's not creeping that much. It's actually accelerating. And I, and I want to get to a lot more with the masks and the uh, just more stuff with the virus that we've missed for a while. We haven't gotten a chance to cover. I'm reminded of the following quote from Tocqueville that really, really speaks to what's going on with COVID fascism. It must not be forgotten that it is especially dangerous to enslave men in the minor details of life. For my own part, I should be inclined to think freedom less necessary in great things than in little ones if it were possible to be secure of the one without possessing the other. End quote. So again, notice they pick the little things. But the little things are constant reminders. Like every time you go outside, you got to wear a mask. He continues... Subjection in minor affairs breaks out every day and is felt by the whole community indiscriminately. It does not drive men to resistance, but it crosses them at every turn till they are led to surrender the exercise of their own will. Thus, their spirit is gradually broken and their character enervated. 
Whereas that obedience, which is exacted on a few important but rare occasions, only exhibits servitude at certain intervals and throws the burden of it upon a small number of men. It is in vain to summon a people who have been rendered so dependent on the central power to choose from time to time the representatives of that power. This rare and brief exercise of their free choice, however important it may be, will not prevent them from gradually losing the faculties of thinking, feeling, and acting for themselves, and thus gradually falling below the level of humanity. And that, my friends, is what has happened to us. We've lost our minds. We won't even fight back when we have all this stuff on our side. Do you know that the the Association of Pediatrics, what are these guys called? The AAP. They actually just came out with a statement saying face masks are not recommended for elementary school students. American Academy of Pediatrics. Like everyone else, they finally change after Trump is out of power. But again, this is something, why don't we have a push in the red states at least? When you have the AAP saying, you know, this is another organization cowered and and bought out, but even they're still saying, don't wear masks. Get the best Republicans could muster is echoing Democrat talking points. Yeah, we should open the schools. It's funny, many of you saw the big article over the weekend, the New York Times article, pointing out all the suicides from school children in Las Vegas. They had a suicide crisis, so they're opening schools. No, they're not. That's not called opening schools. So what, you open it with suspending kids that have their mask slipped down their face? And live in that dystopian environment with the social isolation. Sometimes social isolation, being around people, is worse than not being around people. And yet, like Tocqueville predicted, when you have the subjugation in the minor affairs, but it permeates every facet of our life, it's felt every day by everyone, we think it's normal. It's amazing watching, watching in Europe, there is a violent protest, like, like almost like BLM style rioting going on over the curfew there. We have a curfew in Ohio with super majorities in the legislature, and I don't understand how that's going on. DeWine just extended it. Now, I understand it's kind of a name only. It's not really like a curfew like they're doing in, in the Netherlands, but still. They're fighting back there. Heck, you know the sick irony is we sit and talk about Germany and the eerie similarities of the 1930s. Germany today, there's a court that struck down local lockdowns and said, quote, based on what we have what and what has been said, there can be no doubt that the number of deaths attributable to the lockdown policy measures alone exceeds the number of deaths prevented by the lockdown many times over. A German court. Yeah, we can't find that with all the supposed Trump appointees in American courts. Europe is now ahead of America in fighting for liberty. That should scare us all. 
And by the way, just now that we're on the topic of masks. So what's interesting is our troops are being used for martial law against the mythical right-wing threat. And then they're being abused over taking their diaper off by people that are that that they're protecting. You know, it turns out that one of them at a Dunkin' Donuts like slipped the mask off or something, and that's why they threw them out in the garage. So they create what they're now doing is creating an unconstitutional impeachment as a pretext to then have martial law. Oh, there's an impeachment th- trial. The right wingers are going to come out. But an observation I had yesterday was that I said, wait a minute, putting aside that Dunkin' Donuts story, I mean, they're allowed to eat. These guys had those black masks taped to their mouths more than anyone. You're not going to get greater compliance on a mask mandate than in the military. They'll get in trouble. Yet now there's stories that there's tons of cases. You know, you keep people together. This is this year's flu. You're going to get it. They're young. It's not going to be a problem for them. But the mask doesn't help. The mask doesn't help. But there's the big lie. The big lie that you and I are up against on a daily basis. Never ends. Another interesting thing. Just wanted to share with you guys. We have the latest flu data out the CDC surveillance data, and it shows that flu cases are down 99.6% over the five-year average. 99.6%. So could you imagine that children are safer than they've ever been from respiratory viruses because the flu is gone, and this year's version of the flu, flu, a.k.a. COVID-1984 is not a problem for them. And we are still against every facet of human rights and science masking them in almost every red county of every red state in this country. What is wrong with us? I'm also going to have out sometime this week, a friend of mine has done an analysis comparing the social mobility scores of all 50 states, juxtaposing that to excess deaths. So you, if you want to look at results, you have to look on net. You can't look at COVID deaths because what is a COVID death? And it's so manipulated. Then you have all the lockdown deaths. So the best way to measure it is looking at excess deaths. Now that is hard too because I don't trust CDC's data. But nonetheless, if you take CDC's data and then you pair it against social mobility scores, because I don't want to hear about like, oh, the go- this governor did this, this governor did that. Because sometimes, you know, you had states that, the, the like in Arizona, they didn't have as strict of a lockdown. But for some reason, people really locked down. They just didn't go anywhere. So if you compare the social mobility scores, there's almost a perfect inverse relationship between better outcomes, like fewer deaths, and more lockdown. Like every single study is showing. But this is going to look at the social mobility score. So hopefully I'll have that out later this week. But New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, California, they're at the top of the excess death death list. Because it doesn't stop COVID. 
But what it does do is create greater deaths from lockdown and social isolation. Whereas the states that had the highest social mobility score had the fewest excess deaths. And again, when you're judging the number of people who died from COVID, it gets very complicated. You know, another friend of mine did a study on um, obituaries. So there's this one one um, usobit.com basically has the largest share of obituaries you could get any, anywhere. They collate it all. And what she did is, you know, um, again, this is Dr. Colleen Hubber. She put out a study and she collated all of the obituaries by month in 2020 compared to 2019. Now, again, um, it's not that every last person who dies has an obituary and it's published in usobit.com. But you would expect, I mean, with the worst plague ever, some degree of rise. Especially when everyone's trying to virtue signal over how many people died of COVID. But if you look at the nine, the last nine months of 2020, okay, so it's April on, you know, because the first three months the virus wasn't really percolating that much. So the, first, the, the latter nine months of 2020 compared to 2019, the number of obituaries published there are actually down 11%. Now, maybe there's another reason for it, but again, it's, um, it's pretty, pretty remarkable what we're seeing. And I think we're already seeing one lie after another is getting debunked because now it can be published because now the economy has to come back because Biden is president. Truly disgusting. Truly, truly disgusting. One of the other real disgusting things that we're up against is the fact that even though roughly probably about a third of the country, maybe more, had the virus. It's everywhere. They're acting as if no one had it. They're continuing to peddle this lie that there is no natural immunity to a virus that we know there was natural immunity tested in labs from SARS-1 18 years later. They have immunity. And that it works against SARS-2. So I noted last week there were two recent British studies of healthcare workers. Healthcare workers are constantly exposed to the virus that showed what appeared to be a higher rate of natural immunity from prior infection than what's conveyed from a vaccine. A vaccine may be 90% or so they say. This is close to 100%. And even the few people that got it, that they, you know, they just tested positive. It's not like they were deathly ill from it. Immunity is never full, is not necessarily full. We don't care if someone tests positive again as long as they don't, you know, you don't want people to have a rough go at it a second time. But now there's more studies out. But just like with the asymptomatic spread and the children being a threat and the masks working and the lockdowns working, they double down on failure when it defies a thousand years of human experience. But also, 10 months of learned experience living with this virus itself. Okay, it might be a concern. Maybe there's large asymptomatic spread. Maybe it's a threat to children. Maybe mass help. 
But then at some point you got to see like, oh, whoops, like it really, I guess it doesn't help. And that's why you have places like Santa Clara County that they've had a mask mandate like, gosh, it was it March or April. I mean, they've had it forever. They've had, let me see, they've had their mandate since April 17th. Okay. Do you know, and they have a $5,000 fine for non-compliant businesses and 500 for individuals. Do you know that deaths have gone up 5,200% since the fine started? <laughs> oh, boy. What are you going to do? You got to laugh if you can't cry. So anyway, back to this study with natural immunity. So a pre-printed study from epidemiologists and scientists at Cornell University's uh, Qatari branch in Doha, they tracked 43,000 COVID-positive patients over the course of seven months. And they found, again, that natural infection confers strong protection against reinfection with an efficacy of over 90% for at least seven months. And again, those who were infected only suffered mild or asymptomatic cases. Reinfections were less severe than primary infections. Um, None were fatal. Most reinfections were quote, diagnosed incidentally through random or routine testing or through contact tracing, like I predicted, because we've never had a virus where we test millions of people every day for, day in and day out. If you would do it with other things that you have a vaccine for or prior infection, you'll find asymptomatic infection, whatever that even means. And, And the science behind it is what? Like we've been saying, a new study, another study from La Jolla Institute for Immunology, it was published in Science Magazine, They studied blood samples of 188 convalescent COVID patients up to eight months after infection, like six to eight months. The longest ones went for eight months. So we're starting to see, you know, much longer than this 90 day window that they say it's going to wane. And they find, yes, the antibodies do moderately decline eight months later, as predicted. But the B cell and T cell immunity pick up for the long term immunity. That's what typically works. Everyone's like, oh, do you have the antibodies or not? And I was like, no, that's not how it works. Antibodies are just kind of what's there in the, in the few months afterwards. And when it came to B cells, we've talked a lot about T cells. B cells, they actually found they were, quote, more abundant at six months than at one month post-symptom onset. And again, these were people that were largely mild and asymptomatic. Only 7% were hospitalized. So they had this strong immunity even after a mild infection. So certainly the notion that you're, you know, again, like we have flus all the time. We have like people do get sick. You know, we can't stop all that. What you don't want is a new virus that would obviously constantly be hospitalizing people and the same person multiple times. You certainly don't want that. That notion that someone could get a severe case and then get a severe case again is unfounded in any significant, statistically significant way. It's better than a vaccine. And yet we're, we're not like, like, we're not treating it at all. Like, okay, masks and lockdowns are amazing. Fine. Okay. But at some point, 
So many of us have gotten it. Could we get at our get out of jail free card? And then there's another issue that you're not prioritizing properly the people with the vaccine. Like imagine if you have a third of the country that just freaking got the virus and you put them in the same pile and literally double down on this same lie that there's no natural immunity to the point that you're going to just suck up scarce vaccines with people that already are vaccinated. Again, and I know people have differing views on the vaccine. I'm not so into it. And I have a lot of questions about, you know, what is the death rate? And if you're going to count deaths of all these seniors, you know, look, Hank Aaron, that is a, a vaccine death. Now, I'm not saying I know he died from it, but I'm just saying what I do know is he died two weeks after getting the vaccine, and I didn't get the impression he was, like, quite on his deathbed. If that would have been COVID, that would have been counted as a COVID death. And then there's a lot of other complications you can have very short of of dying. And we don't know. And they're already admitting that the second version of the vaccine, especially Moderna, really knocks people out up front. Now, I'm not saying necessarily that means it's going to kill your body long term, but like, dude, come on, nothing to see there? But natural infection, no, 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 that doesn't convey anything. But anyway, if the vaccine is what is is your big thing, why wouldn't you recognize this? And every once in a while, you'll have someone, at least a liberal, who is intellectually honest in their own way. So Marty Macri is a professor at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine and Bloomberg School of Public Health. He's the editor-in-chief of MedPage Today and the author of The Price We Pay. He wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post noting that th- this notion that you know natural immunity, uh, infection doesn't confer immunity is, quote, outdated and fails to take natural immunity seriously. As a result of this flawed guidance, Americans with natural immunity, including many who are low, low risk, are inappropriately getting the vaccine instead of high-risk seniors. Many medical experts have been dismissive of natural immunity due to prior infection, but there's overwhelming data showing that COVID-19 reinfections are rare, and when they do occur, the infection is often mild. Public Health England study released last week found less than 1% of the 6614 people that tested positive for COVID antibodies developed reinfection. And I would add, by the way, that you know they, they were asymptomatic, the ones that did. Talks about the B cells and the T cells. Um, and many in the medical field have been playing down natural immunity in the noble effort to overcome vaccine hesitancy. They argue that everyone should get the vaccine to return immunity and reopen society, but we need to stick to the science. Let me be clear. I believe in a safe and strongly recommend that we vaccinate all Americans, but doing so is not a requirement to achieve herd immunity. Given that close to a third of all Americans and perhaps more have had COVID-19 infections, it's possible that herd immunity is closer than we think. So it's funny, now that Biden is president, we have more Hopkins type of people saying this. But my point is, Republicans in red states won't even fight for what some of the medical class is now coming out and saying. Now, he says he doesn't agree with this, but he says, quote, in fact, a few of my Johns Hopkins colleagues have suggested that natural immunity due to prior infection could be better than vaccinated immunity, pointing to the approximately 5% of infections in the Pfizer, um, BioNTech, and Moderna trials that occurred in people who received the vaccine. 
And from most of the studies we see with prior infection, it's a better rate than that. It's more like 99%. So that's with that. But here we are, and there's no change. No change whatsoever. In the mentality and what we're doing, we're continuing the satanic thing. These Republican governors are continuing to echo this garbage with no understanding of the true science on, you know, prior infection, lack of asymptomatic spread, the children, masks, lockdowns, even with the censorship on each one of those aforementioned categories of study of COVID, there's a wealth of literature debunking the premise behind everything we're doing. But it doesn't matter anymore. It just doesn't matter. We're the bad guys. Now they're on to the fad of two face masks. Three of them. What? So that's an indictment that what you're doing is not working until now. And here's the joke that they're missing. I mean, I don't think they're missing it, but what other people are missing, the sheeple, it's not rocket science. Masks don't work until they do. What do do I mean by that? They will eventually work if you concoct a mask, a shield, a, a group of masks in a way that you can't breathe. You could keep it out. You could keep out 0.1 microns. It's possible to find some. There, there is stuff out there. But I got news for you. If you don't have oxygenation going on in the room and you're wearing it for more than a little bit amount of time, you're going to have some serious problems on your hand. In other words, there's an inverse relationship between efficacy and feasibility. That was always the issue. The notion that you could have a used, everyone just puts their used virtue signaling diaper on, oh, here I am, that was a joke. Believe me, if it's working, you'll feel it. You'll feel cut off from the air. And if you don't, it's a waste of time. So that's where we are with that. Now, I wanted to get to some more stuff. I'm going to have a bunch of articles out today. You could always catch me at blaze.com, theblaze.com. Catch my videos at Rumble on Horowitz Citizen Sanctuary. Go to our Minutemen Speak Easy page. We now have over 1,000 Minutemen on Facebook. So maybe when we get our MeWe page or whatever else, maybe Gab or something, and I'm on Gab now. I have a personal page, Daniel underscore Horowitz. You can find me there. But I just want to note a project, one of the many projects I'm going to be working on to try to come up with some sort of solution. And I know this is only a little thing. But if any of you are licensed, barred attorneys, please email me at dhorowitz at blazemedia.com. We're not going to share your information. It's all going to be private. But I have a friend of mine who lives pretty close to me and he's a lawyer and he's dying to do something. And he's like, I'll go. And you know, if I were barred in Minnesota, I would represent Larvita. So we're going to need representation for all the rights being taken away. First amendment, FBI coming after us, obviously the COVID fascism cases, self-defense cases. And I mean, there's no money in it. People just will not take on these cases. 
So this is not a matter of creating a listserv, like, you know, where everyone's going to vent and be together. It's a matter of this individual is going to carefully pair people together and reach out to individuals who email me. Hey, would you, you know, what state are you barred in? Give us a secure email address that you're comfortable with. Um, your scope of practice, the area you practice in, and you know, just rank your ability to contribute, maybe indicating a one, two, or three, you know, for how, how much time you could put in. And he'll curate all the responses into a confidential database, identify a leader in each area. And this is how we create some of our cells, just like we're trying to do on the policy, political end, pressuring the county and state governments. There really are not that many conservative lawyers that are barred and have the ability to represent people which is always stupid and unconstitutional in my mind that you have to be part of a private communist organization to be able to represent someone in court. That's another story. That's another thing we need to work on, breaking their monopoly, and that's another action alert, I would say, on um, you know for, for our Red State project. But again, th- th- these are one of the many things we could do at a grassroots level. So if you are an attorney and you have some time um, if you're interested in theory, it's not like, you know, you send this out to me and all of a sudden your name is going to be plastered somewhere. No, it's all confidential between me and this lawyer and neighbor of mine. And, you know, we'll try to get together different groups and whatever, reach out to you first before we pair you with anyone. And maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't get off the ground, but like anything else, it's worth trying. So again, you could always email me dharwitz at blazemedia.com. We're going to have a very exciting guest on tomorrow. Send this show to 50, 100 of your friends, relatives, neighbors, colleagues, coworkers, if they're brave enough to hear the truth. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening. <laughs>